Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From Buckeyes Now, part of the Sports Illustrated Media Group, Anthony's available over on BuckeyesNow.com and on the Buckeye Breakdown podcast. And now he joins us on 92.3 The Fan. Good morning, Anthony. Brennan, good morning. How are we doing this morning? Great. Happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, let's start with a vibe check. How you feeling? If you're a Buckeye fan going into this, man, you, you got the nervousness of the rivalry. It's it's churning in your stomach. You're you're anxious. You're excited. It's all coming to the forefront. But when you think about your team and the chances to actually win the game, how the Buckeyes feeling right now? Yeah, I think as a Buckeye fan, right, you got to be feeling pretty darn good. Um, this team has been uh, all year long trending in the right direction from the start of the year against Indiana, where it may have looked a little funky to um, the you know Michigan State game two weeks ago, to even Minnesota last week. The, the, the Buckeyes have been trending upwards um, and getting, getting better week by week by week. And uh, they look like a, a really dominant team on both sides of the football. Um, so you've got to be you know, feeling pretty confident um, if you're a Buckeye fan heading into uh, heading over to Ann Arbor um, today and tomorrow uh, before the uh, before the game. We discussed this a little bit earlier, and I'm curious your opinion. How do you think this game, win or lose, how does this game define Ryan Day's legacy? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, obviously coming off the uh, the holiday uh, yesterday, and then you know even the day before, you you have you have this conversation a lot, and there's a lot of varying opinions out there uh, from many, but. You know, Ryan Day is going to come into this game, um, you know, at a, with a 50 and six all-time record. And you know, let's say they let's say they win, he goes to 51 and six, and things are great. But let's, let's say they lose, um, and he's 50 and seven, but he's 0 and three the last three years against uh, against Michigan. Um, and you know, that's uh, that's obviously the the barometer, uh, barometer, excuse me, um, of uh, of Ohio State of Ohio State football. Um, you know, I, I my personal opinion think that he's uh, his job would be safe and that he would be safe staying as the uh, the uh, Ohio State coach. But I know I'm potentially in the minority there, um, you know, because, you know, if you don't beat the team up north um, and you're not, uh, you know, consistently, and they have, they've been in the playoffs in the last couple of years, but um, if you're not beating the team up north, man, that's the uh, that, that's a problem. And a lot of Ohio State fans see that as a big issue. And, and I totally get that, right? But I, I just – I can't jump on board – with the people that are saying fire Ryan Day. I mean, here here are his coaching numbers. 56 and 6 overall in his career. He's 31 and 2 at home, 18 and 6 against ranked teams. He's 8 and 5 against top 10 teams. In conference, 39 and 2, and he's been to the college football playoff in 3 of the last 4 years. The one year he didn't get there, he wins the Rose Bowl. Like, what why would you fire a coach? And I get I get it. I get it. The rivalry's a big deal. You can't lose a third in a row. But like, let's just step back for a second, man. You're not going to fire him. There's no you, way. The numbers are gaudy, and, and I'm definitely not in the fire Ryan Day group for sure. But, I mean, holy cow. I mean, that those numbers right there, you, you take that. Any program in the country would take that, and that's the thing, too. It's like, 
hey, let's say that there is a world where that does happen on Sunday, Sunday morning or Monday. I mean, there's a line out the door of teams that are going to hire him, you know, with it. He'll be hired. He'll have a new job by next week, you know. Uh, Jump on the message boards. Everybody thinks he's already going to Texas (laughs) A&M. Yeah. I mean, he might be down in the – he might have a a home down there uh, in College Station already. But – but yeah, I mean, I'm not on on board with that. You know, you, you, the the goal of a football coach, of a head football coach, is to produce top talent and win football games. He's done he's done both of those things at a very high level, and I think it'd be a major mistake uh, if Ohio State were to move on from him uh, based on Saturday's results. Anthony Meglin from Buckeyes Now on Sports Illustrated, our guest here this morning, BuckeyesNow.com, and part of the Buckeye Breakdown podcast. Um, you know, the, the part of the billing of the hype around this game is around both teams playing excellent defense this year. And if you look at Michigan's defensive numbers uh, on the season, they are awfully impressive. Scoring defense, total defense, first downs, red zone, the whole nine yards. Um, I don't know that it's totally fair after 11 games to say, well, they haven't played anybody. Like, there is an element of if you do it for long enough, I don't care how good the team is you're playing against – if you do it over and over and over and over again, you deserve some credit for that. And and I don't know that I would say Ohio State's schedule is substantially worse just because the Buckeyes played Notre Dame out of conference and Notre Dame's had a really good season. So the, the question is, when you look at two teams that are playing so well defensively, how do you try to evaluate um, when you have game film that that maybe isn't against the kind of opponent you'd want or when you're saying like, ah, is this team really quite as good as everybody says they are? Yeah, I think you try to, when you're trying to evaluate that and, and talking about Michigan specifically, um, when you're looking at Michigan, you, you try to find um, different ways that you would find an advantage of attacking them. And I think the the best place to look is is their game last week. You know, they play, they go to Maryland um, and they find themselves in a little bit of a dogfight, and you got to figure out why. Um, and if you look at the second half of that game. Maryland was able to kind of pick them apart, um, you know, through the air. Uh, and Tilia Tungavailoa had a great a- a second half. He didn't throw a touchdown, but um, his second half um, was, at least to the eye, was very good. He was very accurate. He was throwing the ball and delivering it really well. And it brought uh, it brought Maryland back into the game, that, uh, into a game that they were just totally out of. So when you look at stuff like that and you're able to break down the nuances of where Michigan's been vulnerable, I think that, you know, if you're an Ohio State fan, you, you, you get excited about that because, you know, we our offense, um, you know, has the ability to, to produce that kind, of a, that kind of an attack. If Kyle McCord is accurate on Saturday um, and he can drop back and deliver the football, you know, you feel really, really good about your chances because – Michigan, when they've given up yards, and it's not going to be consistent, but when they've done it, it's been through the air. Um, and I think that if, if we can unlock Marvin Harrison and Emeka Buka, just very similar to how it happened last year, um, you know, I think it's obviously advantage Buckeyes. But with that said, you know, Michigan does have that hard-nosed style football where up front they're going to be tough. They're going to be hard to move. Their linebackers play with their hair on fire, and they fly around. Um, they make tackles in the backfield, and um, it, it's going to be really hard to move the football. But our opportunity to do so, I think, is through the air, um, and it's going to kind of fall in the arms of Kyle McCord, which is exactly how you want it to be um, if you're a Buckeye. I, I kind of think Kyle McCord is going to be under pressure all day. If if I'm Michigan and I'm looking at the way Ohio State plays, I don't know that I would settle back into like a too high shell and just try to take away Marvin Harrison and – and like let Ohio State have some underneath stuff. If mm-hmm. you look at the numbers, Kyle McCord 
is one of the top five quarterbacks in the country when he's got a clean pocket. But he's like one of the ten worst quarterbacks in the country this year when he's been constantly under pressure. And I just have a feeling that Michigan is going to try to harass him all day. Is that how you would play it? Absolutely. I mean, this is, think about it from a big picture perspective too, Brendan. It's, it's, it's his first game, uh, first you know time playing in the game, and it's they're on the road. They're in Michigan. You know, it's going to be really hyped up. Like if you can get him to not feel comfortable at all, I think that's the goal for Michigan. You know, if, if he comes in and he gets a couple easy compact easy completions early you know we've seen it a number of times throughout the year when he starts rolling early think back to michigan state had a couple easy completions and then boom puts together one of the best games of his season so if they can kind of disrupt him early and kind of get him second guessing himself or have him feeling under pressure get a couple sacks you know i think that you know that's going to be the goal of michigan to just to try to put him under duress for 60 straight minutes of a game uh, because it is going to fall on his shoulders, and, and that would be the way I would play it You know, if I was the Wolverines. Much like there's been a, a pretty clear delineation in Michigan's uh, productivity pre- and post-Connor Stallions, there's also a, a, a pretty clear delineation in Ohio State's productivity since Travion Henderson came back fully healthy. The last four games, he's run for 499 yards, Ohio State has the top rushing offense in the Big Ten, and uh, Travion Henderson and Marvin Harrison both have actually scored touchdowns now in seven consecutive games. Henderson with 10 touchdowns in those seven games. How much difference does Travion Henderson at full health, full strength, make for this offense? Yeah, I mean, he is their total difference maker. You know, you, you, you look at this Ohio State team, and everyone points to Marvin Harrison Jr., and rightfully so. I mean, the guy's elite. But this team comes and goes with Travion Henderson. And, you know, when he was out earlier in the year, um, you know, we were wanting him to come back, like come back, come back. This team, the, you know, the offense was a little sloppy and just felt a little discombobulated without him at running back. But, you know, he stayed, he was steadfast in making sure that he was totally healthy. And when he came back, he's playing at a different level than we've ever seen him play before. And, you know, the way Ohio State's offense is kind of set up this year and even in years past, is it's really driven through the run game. You know, if they have a successful run game and a run game that a defense has to fear, that unlocks everything in the passing game. And what you've seen from Travion Henderson is is amazing. He's got this very unique uh, running style where if he needs to stuff it between the tackles and, you know, get tough, tough yards, he can finish with some power. But if he gets the edge, good luck because this guy's got elite speed. He can He can outrun cornerbacks and safeties, but he can also – punch a linebacker right in the face and finish runs really, really hard. So, you know, he's, he's very unique from that perspective and the value that he provides uh, to this Ohio state offense is second to none. You know, he's definitely their difference maker and you know, the, it's going to be awesome to see last year. He, he wasn't available um, during this game and the Buckeyes led exclusively or leaned exclusively on chip Trainum, who had a nice day. I think it was 14 carries for 84 yards or 86 yards, maybe. So that's a really nice day. Add Travion Henderson to the mix there, and uh, the Buckeyes could potentially have a nice little running attack on Saturday, which they'll need. A few more minutes with Anthony Meglin from Buckeyes now on SI, part of the uh, SI Media Group with Fan Nations Network and uh, the Buckeye Breakdown Podcast. Anthony, you know, (laughs) the most fun part of the week, everybody wants to try to get their arms around the vitriol, the hatred, the mm-hmm. not manufactured, by the way, hatred 
between Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day. Both coaches were asked this week if they had respect for, for the coaching staffs on the other side of the rivalry. And in their own ways, both coaches declined to answer that question. I think there's a difference between respecting a rivalry and respecting a rival. How much more fun does it make it for you to watch this game knowing that these two teams absolutely flip and hate each other? It's, it, it's, it's so awesome because it's so rare in today's world. Like, you know, everything now with, you know, social media and all this stuff, like people take everything so personally. And like these guys, both of those questions um, that they were asked this week, both Harbaugh and uh, Coach Ryan Day, you know, it was just very funny. They both just very, you know, in their own way, like kind of like you said, um, dodged the answer to the question because they just don't like each other. Um, and, and, you know, coaches nowadays, like everything's so connected in that world where you've either coached with guys in the past or you know somebody who knows somebody who coached with them and you don't want to kind of, you know, put dirt on your name because, you know, you say something bad about another coach. But these guys actually hate each other, and it's so fun to watch because um, it adds a little bit of – it adds another element, um, you know, to this game where not only do the fans hate each other, not only do the players hate each other, but even the coaches hate each other. I mean, the I'm sure the equipment staff hate each other too. I mean, it's just like everybody <laughs> top to bottom, you know, is, is going to dislike the team in the other color. Um, and, it, and it's a legit rivalry. There's not many of those left. You know, you think of Carolina Duke, like that's potentially one. But, like, you know, you, you, you look at this game and there's not many out there where the teams actually do hate each other. Um, and we're going to watch one on Saturday where, where the teams do not get along and it makes it just even that much more better. All right, two more questions for you. First of all, uh, maybe a little bit more football-centric here. Mm -hmm. The Michigan rushing attack last year was excellent, and I think this year maybe they've downgraded slightly to very good. Um, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, do you feel like Michigan can ride them to a win again this year, or is there something maybe holding back there a little? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's interesting because they're both having, or at least Blake Corum himself, having a good year. Um, he's got 900 yards rushing. He should eclipse 1,000. Um, he's got 20 touchdowns, which is a, a huge number, but he's only averaging about 80 yards a game. Um, you know, Donovan Edwards is kind of taking a step back um, where he's only got 337 yards, three touchdowns. He's more of a threat out of the backfield, but only averaging about 30 yards car a carry um, on the uh, on the ground, um, you know, for the for, for Michigan. So, you know, I think that their um, their rushing attack has taken a little bit of a step back in production, but they don't they haven't taken a step back on relying on it. Like especially over the last two weeks, we've seen this team really convert to like a 2005 um, style offense where they're gonna just run the football and run it and run it and run it until they throw one or two pass attempts and mix those in there. Um, so they're going to rely on it. Um, and I think if you're Ohio State, that really um, is, is, is pretty, you know, it's good to look at if you're, you know, Ohio State coach, Ohio State player. Like, if you stop the run and you really force this game into J.J. McCarthy's hands, like, I think he's on a little bit of a downward trend right now. I talked trends earlier. Like, he was at a Heisman level, you know, a couple weeks back. And now they just kind of took the ball totally out of his hands. And he was completely out of rhythm um, against Maryland. Um, you know, you don't know how the 38 straight runs or the 32 straight runs against Penn State, you know, kind of played a role in there. But, like, just he felt totally out of rhythm. And if you're Ohio State, you stopped Blake Corum, you stopped Donovan Edwards. They weren't able to do it last year. But if you can do it on Saturday, I think that puts you in a great, um, great spot to, to come out with a win.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Anthony Meglin from Buckeyes now on Sports Illustrated, part of the Fan Nation Network. What uh, What's your coverage plan look like tomorrow? Where can we find your yeah. stuff? Yes, sir. Yeah, you find all of our stuff, uh, like Brennan, you just said right there on BuckeyesNow.com. On YouTube, you're going to be at Buc- just looking up Buckeyes Now. And then for the podcast and the video uh, component of the podcast, you look up Buckeye Breakdown on YouTube. Um, and anywhere you get your podcast and then social, um, it's at Buckeyes now underscore FN at Buckeyes now underscore FN. Um, you know, we're going to be everywhere tomorrow. Um, you know, we're going to be over in Ann Arbor. I'm not going to be there, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll have boots on the ground. Um, if you will, in the big house, and then we'll, uh, we'll have wall to wall coverage, um, starting in the morning, continuing to the afternoon and then even throughout the, uh, the evening after the ball game. So we're fired up about it. Cannot wait. Uh, for the game tomorrow, I know I share that with uh, about you know three hundred thousand other people, um, you know across <laughs> both the Ohio State and Michigan fan bases. But it's going to be excited. It's finally here. The the, the day that we've finally been waiting for um, is here, and we uh, can't wait for it. Cannot wait for it. Countdown clock is officially just about under twenty four hours. It's going to be a lot of fun. Anthony, thanks for the time this morning. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Have a great day. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 chat soon. All right, Anthony <laughs> Meglin from Buckeyes now. Appreciate his time. We'll get right to a 2020 update here with Andrew Hody and take your calls on the other side.